everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How you doing, James? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good. So you want to start this thing off and go over your trades? Yeah, man. So I got on mainly options stuff for this past week, uh, but I did make one trade on some shares, and that was on SOS. Um, I know you were long some shares, and we've been covering that stock a lot, doing technical analysis on it and whatnot. And uh, I saw they had a nice uh, pump one of the days and broke above the 21 EMA. And they had been selling off for so long that I was like, oh, man, they're below three bucks. And, uh, you know, they've been selling off forever and they made that nice move. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the chance and go long some shares. So I got in. It looks like at 283. I thought I got in at 287, but looks like I got in a little lower at 283. So they're down at 281 now. So just down a couple cents. So I'm long shares there on SOS. Um I know they had got that price target of like seven bucks, so that would be awesome for both of us if they could pop off and head up to that price level sometime in the near future. Um, but they did make that run to 16, and I don't know, I can't remember if that was related to the Bitcoin halving or what caused that, but I remember at one point crypto made that insane run earlier in the year. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool if like WSB jumped in and drove that thing back to 16 as well. Um, and then I sold a vertical. Okay, I sold a put spread on XBI. That was another trade I got into. Um, and then this is the first time I've been trading this ticker, uh, SMH. I think it's like a semiconductor ETF or something like that. I've never really traded it because they only do five wides. Um, but since I've lately been doing less trades, um, and wider spreads i finally took a look at this thing and i'm like okay i can you know play smh now so i sold um a call spread there and that is for september monthly expiration and then i did tlt again i think i've been max profit every month on tlt and i know we've been talking about that one a lot so i sold a put spread there that's also for september um and then i sold what is this an iron condor very tight iron condor almost iron butterfly on xlf it's like a lower price dtf um and then xle this one was another iron condor um it's like this one is maybe 30 delta on the shorts so yeah i got into several trades there options related and then long the sos shares and that was it for me this week i didn't have any closing stuff nice uh yeah i had a super boring week i you know still holding those sos shares which uh friday after hours that thing just pumped i think another 10 percent. and i don't know i think it's there was some good news finally came out about them someone i don't remember what uh what website it was but they said that sos is probably the best uh leveraged or way to get into like a leveraged um crypto company because it's so cheap and uh i guess they're the number one allegedly this is again 
like I don't particularly care for the stocks just because it's the Chinese uh, company and they tend to, you know, not have a whole lot of news come out like regularly like you would with, you know, having earnings and stuff in America or an American company. But allegedly they are the number one uh, mining company for Ethereum. So, you know, hopefully Ethereum can keep pumping. I know they're making a massive run right now. Uh, the only thing I had closing was I had a spy iron condor that just blew way past my puts or not past them um, away from my my short put. And then it kept on testing the call side because I went 30 delta on the calls um, and it ended up finishing out of the money. But I ended up closing it for uh, the short leg on the calls for five dollars because, you know, me and you were both. When I told you about, you know, dude, this is going to be closer, like pin risk, question mark. And I was like, yeah, I, exactly. So this thing's getting closed out before the market uh, ends, it, regardless of, you know, how much I have to pay. And sure enough, you know, it closed out of the money. But right when it closed, I was just, you know, I was getting a, a window replaced. So I was just looking at my phone. And right when the market closed, that what I had, you know, had I not closed out that short call, went from being worth three dollars to five ten twenty and i was like what the hell is going on here market's close how is this thing you know moving in price and then i look at spy and spy jumped like a buck after hours and what is it like an hour after market close you can still exercise options yeah i think it's something like that i can't remember but yeah you might have like an hour or hour and a half or something so yeah i'm surprised that <clears throat> makers didn't jack that thing up to like a thousand bucks yeah that's what i was expecting but i think it ended up uh closing at like 30 bucks or something like that but anyways that's all i had closing then i got into another trade that expires this friday and that is a oracle um or call credit spread on oracle where the strike star it's the 90 and 89.50 calls uh it's doing good so far it was just uh uh, way out of the money i got paid 10 bucks for at this point uh max loss would be 40 bucks because it was so far out of the money and yeah like i said it's i'm at like 50 percent profit right now but just because it's so cheap i'm just gonna you know hold on and see what happens with it and that's all i got nice man all right so i thought a good topic for this week would be ways that you can make money in the stock market no matter what direction it's going so like for us with options it's super easy like uh, if you're not trading options then it would be basically either shorting or going long things and you know things have to move in your direction but i know you like to do a lot of neutral stuff which really doesn't matter what way the market's moving like you're kind of just you're wanting it to stay within a uh, a range so do you want to go over some ways you could play uh, neutral options yeah, man. Um, so that is my bread and butter, this topic, because I'm always trading and always making trades, whether the market is down 3%, the NASDAQ is up 2%, or things are straight flat. Um, yeah, man, I'm always selling out of the money spreads, iron condors, sometimes like at the money iron butterflies. So I'm always you know, selling that out of the money stuff or at the money iron butterflies and whatnot. And I definitely get a trade on every day. At one point I was getting like two trades on every day. Um, and it's kind of good because, you know, people that 
aren't selling options or not making these neutral kind of out of the money plays sometimes they might only be waiting to go long on something so like you know they might be sitting back and waiting prices are too high on something and they want something to come down and kind of come into a better price they might be sitting on the sidelines but for me uh if the market's rallying at all-time high i'll probably go up and sell a call spread on something like the Qs or spy or dia or you know if the markets have had had a big move lower recently i might sell a put spread on something um and yeah just staying active and you know as long as you have enough time like to expiration um you know things kind of are cyclical and kind of rebound so like if the markets are having a big dump they've been selling off for a week or two go sell a put spread it might continue to sell off, but eventually things reverse, things are cyclical. And as long as you have enough time to expiration, you know, it comes out of the money. And then, you know, overall, if you're playing like 30 Delta on the shorts, which we do a lot, you know, you're going to win about 70% of the trades. Um, sometimes it might be 65%. Sometimes it might be 80. I've had as high as 82% some months. But uh, yeah, the more trades you can get on and the more you can kind of be neutral, uh, the probabilities just kind of play out and it's a great strategy because you can always stay active and always make trades regardless of, you know, what's going on in the market. Yeah, I know. Uh, same thing with me. I'm a little more directional than you are, but even when I'm picking a direction, I'm not really uh, playing it too much as a direction unless I'm doing like a, a poor man's covered call on something then i'm hoping it's you know rallies super hard but most of the time i'm selling out of the money options so you know yeah it's directional but you know it's still being pretty neutral like i don't need it to do anything particular i just you know don't need i just can't have it you know run super hard one way or the other and that seemed to to work out best for me i know some of my biggest trades have been the directional trades on like nio and x but it just goes to show you that you, you know, when you're trading options, you don't need the market to really do anything. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's why I love just selling out of the money stuff or doing like iron condors, iron butterflies spreads, because like you're saying, like you just need the market to not make too huge of a move in either direction. So like you can make money if the market goes up, you can make money if the market goes down or you can make the money if the market goes straight sideways. So that's the great thing about it. And I do also agree on the gains. Those type of trades definitely aren't making me a killing. I have been making three to 8% per month, which I think is awesome. I like it, but some of my biggest trades too have been straight up directional. Like when space had a huge sell off and the price was super low and I went long shares and then it blasted off. Like that's definitely the bigger gains are in the directional stuff for me too, especially on the futures. But for those ones, when I'm being really like really directional on something, a lot of times I'm sitting back and waiting on the sidelines for like a futures trade that I like or a stock trade that I like if I really want to be directional. And when I'm sitting and waiting on those types of things, that's when I'm selling options and like you're saying, making money no matter what. Yeah, that's a really good strategy because I know, sorry, for me, I'm super picky on the, the trades I get into. But your strategy works great because, like, for me, I'm looking at stuff, and because I'm more directional, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get into this one yet because I'm not, you know, quite sure how this is going to run off of this line or, you know, whatever. 
but you you're putting on these neutral trades no matter what and then when something hits your uh charts you're like okay this thing's gonna you know blast off or this thing's about to dump so you'll do a directional trade and make you know big gains on those but you're still making money you know doing your neutral stuff which is awesome yeah definitely stay active with kind of just the neutral stuff and then wait for those bigger like when the nasdaq pulls back a thousand points it's like bam you know i can find but i might wait around three weeks a month and a half or during a dumb rally like this you might be waiting around for two months <laughs> apparently it would have been a good idea to get in when nq dumped like 600 points the other day uh but i was kind of i wanted to see a little more i was looking at like uh 700 points or a thousand is kind of more of my sweet spot but um yeah that actually wouldn't have been a bad entry because then it immediately ripped back up but i know you and i are both kind of still waiting for that big pullback but um yeah, for me, that's how I do it, and I like being able to be active and kind of make a little bit of money here and there while I wait for the bigger trades. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't even think about this, but when I had, you know, asked if you wanted to talk about this as a, a topic, I, you know, completely wasn't even thinking about the website. But if you go over to wstrades.com and go down to the education tab, and there's uh, stock trading where it kind of teaches uh, – like chart reading skills and certain indicators. And if you go down to options education, uh, we have some must know terms and then also different uh, strategies that you can use if you are uh, bearish or bullish or uh, you want to do some neutral strategies, uh, things for volatility. So I'm just going to pull up real quick and do a little rundown on a couple things so people know, you know, what's on the website and how they can kind of educate themselves about some stuff. Uh, so I clicked on the bearish option strategies, and if you scroll down, it's got a picture of what the profit and loss graph would be, and then just a, a example of what, like, uh, let me go down. Uh, so we got the just going long a put, then we got a put debit spread, and I'm going to click on that and uh, the cool thing about all of the descriptions is they come straight from um, options clearing corp. So it's for this example, if you did a put debit spread, it would be, you know, example, you sell one put and then you buy a put at a higher strike. Market outlook is bearish. Uh, you have limited risk. Your reward is limited. Tells you that increase in volatility can help or hurt uh, depending on what strike you've chosen. Uh, time erosion, which is theta, helps or hurts depending on the strikes. Then if you go down, it's got the longer description, and it'll tell you how to um, how to calculate your max gain and max loss, which max gain on this put debit spread would be the difference in strikes uh, minus the premium that you pay, and your max loss would be the uh, net premium that you paid. So, yeah, so anyone wants to kind of learn more about options, and know, you know, hey, if you're bearish on a certain stock, but you don't know how uh, you could trade that, then you can go over to this, um, to our website, wstrades.com, and kind of learn about some different strategies. Yeah, that's a good point, man. I didn't think about that. But if you did want to, you know, really be active in the markets, regardless of what's going on, that's a good resource for sure. All of those uh, articles and strategies and stuff that you're talking about over there. Um, 
and I'd like to say too, like being active in the markets is really good too. If you're just like selling out of the money spreads or something like that, take a neutral stance on stuff. When volatility picks up, it's great because like when the markets start to sell off and they sell off fast and hard, the price of the option skyrockets and then you get wider ranges on stuff like, um, you know, when the volatility picks up, you can sell a put spread on something and still grab a good amount of credit, but go f uh, further away from the money. And that tends to work out really good when implied volatility, I know we talked about it before, but when the IV spikes up, you can get these massive ranges on stuff. And then uh, once the volatility kind of settles down and, you know, indexes or stocks kind of find a bottom and stuff levels out and the IV dies, the money just falls out of the options. So that's actually one of the best times when markets are kind of flat or, you know, barely ticking down, barely ticking up. You're probably going to have to go pretty close to the money when IV is low. You know, when the VIX is, uh, you know, low, you're going to have to probably go closer to the money to get a good amount of premium. So uh, being active during volatile times is uh, really good. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember exactly how this saying goes, but uh, they say when volatility is low, you should be a buyer of options. And when it's high, a seller, because things typically don't make uh as big of a move as implied like what the market makers are putting into things typically unless you have like a covid crash or you know the insane rally it went on it's uh they don't make as big a move as uh the makers have implied and priced into these options yeah exactly that's a good point once things kind of settle down maybe things are consolidating or whatever's happening with the stock or whatever and the IV kind of dies off that's when the options get really cheap and yeah that's definitely uh, when I like to buy I don't buy that often but if I'm going to buy I definitely like low implied volatility and then uh, yeah when things start to get crazy that's when I like to sell but I'm always selling but it's even better when uh, markets start to dump and things get kind of wild yeah that price goes gets all juicy and get some good premium yeah for sure sorry man uh did you have any thing you're looking at getting into next week um yeah i'm not sure i've looked at anything specific i know i did get like smh and uh that was a new ticker i had played uh let me check something out really quick now I've been looking at some new stuff since I've been kind of going a little bit wider on some of my stuff. Um, I think I've already played IWM and EWZ EFA as well for September. I'm working on building out the September positions. Um, might take a look at LQD. I think that's one I was looking at. And then... Uh, I think I've already got GLD. Um, yeah, maybe VEA as well. But I got to do a little more digging and see what uh, what else might be interesting for next week. All right. Uh, let me pull it up. There's just one thing that kind of I've been looking a whole lot, like you said. Uh, but Ross, their ticker is ROST. And I have a feeling they're going to make a move higher right now. I don't know if they're going to go all-time high, 
but looking at their charts, I'm assuming, uh, I don't know, they're probably going to hit around 130. And they do have, what is this, earnings? You have earnings on the 19th, so you can probably get some pretty good premium selling puts on this thing right now. Yeah, it looks like they went down recently and touched 115 a few times and rejected it. I'm looking at the daily right now. So, yeah, it's, yeah, they're like right around that 21. It looks like they tried to pump Thursday and pump Friday and got pushed down a little bit. So, got a couple wicks sticking out on the daily. But, uh, yeah, the high is up around 134. So, if they do make a move higher, there's quite a bit of room. Yeah, so it might be selling some puts on these guys because, um, yeah, like I said, they have earnings on the 19th. So, you probably get uh, something in before earnings. And uh, not even have to mess with earnings because, you know, who knows nowadays with earnings. Right. All right. That is all I had that I was looking at. Cool. Did you uh, recently upload some new scanners to the site? No, I didn't do upload the scanners to the site, but um, I created two new scanners so that I can quickly... Uh, update the watch list on the website so now i just you know hit this scanner it's pulling up you know five to ten uh tickers each time because some of my scanners pulls up like 50 and i'm not trying to throw all those on the website so now i can quickly you know just take a screenshot of uh what the scan pulled up throw it on the website so i'll be able to do that more often instead of like i hadn't done it in a long time because i was trying to get uh, super creative with it where you click on the the ticker and take you to a different page with all of the technicals of the stock. And, you know, it was just become, it had just become a big old mess. So I, I didn't do it. So now you know, I've got a super easy way that I can keep on updating it. So people see, you know, what's kind of on uh, my watch list, uh, bullish and bearish. And then I am working on an indicator that I'll throw up on the, the website as soon as I get it done. So, uh, definitely make sure that you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel and uh, go check in periodically on the website and stuff because, you know, we're constantly just throwing stuff up there. And I'll definitely do a video on the indicator as soon as it's done. It's, it's pretty close, but I need to, you know, fine tune some stuff. Cool, man. Yeah, I know you're discussing it a little bit with me and showing me some screenshots. So, yeah, looking forward to it. All right, man. That's all I had. Cool, man. Yeah, I didn't have anything else. All right. I'll catch you later, man. All right. Catch you later. Bye. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos so you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to wstrades.com. Thanks again.